welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig DeLewis, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Piroworski, coming to you live from the East Coast, the coast with the most, from the co-host with the most. Here on The Rundown, 2A views, conservative news, and... uh Craig, guess what day it is? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> it's hump day. Hump day! <laughs> it's hump day. Hump day! <laughs> That's right, folks. It is hump day. It is the day in which we attempt to begin the weekend, sometimes with success, sometimes not. But as I always like to say, the fun is in the trying. That's it. That's it. It's uh, it's it's also pre-storm day here again. Another little one of them uh, tropical disturbances rolling through Florida. So we get a bonus day off and um, which is good because there was some other stuff I've been watching on the news all day, Craig. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. There's the, there's that thing, that thing that we've been talking about, which will uh, which we will be getting into relatively shortly. But before we do, let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Yep, let's say hey to our good friends at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. If you got yourself an AR in the past couple of years, you probably have one of their barrels that don't even know it. Well, now you could buy direct from them for your next AR build or, you know, change out the barrel in your current rifle. That's hitmanindustries.net. Uh, let's say hello to our good friends at the California Republican Assembly. I can't wait to hear from you, Craig, on how they did today with their predictions. That's the California Republican Assembly. And then, of course, if you want some awesome tactical gear, some combat gear, go to uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. These are the folks who bring us to you. So do us a favor. Please go to them. All you got to do is follow the links to their websites in the description to this program. Check them out. If you like what you see, spend a little money with them. Let them know that the guys over at The Rundown sent you. Also, if you haven't already done so, please make sure, like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook, make sure you hit that notification button so you'll be notified as soon as we go live and you can participate in the live chat as the program is taking place. Uh, also, let your friends know there's tons of different places to either watch or to listen to the program. Uh, let them know however you want to partake, partake. Just once again, just make sure that you actually partake. Just saying. Yep. Oh, it. So, Mike, the big red wave. How did the big red wave go for you out there in Florida? Well, obviously, Florida did well. Uh, you know, did did what it needed to do. Um, you know, I, I, I do I do want to discuss uh, you know numbers with you uh, in theory. Uh, you know, I, you, you, listen, I'm a, I'm a math brain guy, folks. I'm one of those weird close your eyes and see math like the matrix kind of people. Uh, you know, if I move the camera around, you'd see nothing but, but notes with hand scribbled numbers and snapshots and screenshots of uh, everything that's gone on because I'm looking at, uh, you know, trends, statistics, numbers, just uh, it, it's, it's what I do, but County by County, state by state, looking at the past couple of, you know, elections and everything. And I can tell you that Florida did as, uh, as predicted, uh, might've even gone a point or two further than that, but uh, and, and we, you know, as soon as that happens, you figure that's the way the rest of the country goes. The rest of the country usually trends along with Florida, at least when it comes to turnout numbers, turnout percentages. Right. And it's amazing in some of the states, 
uh, we did not see that. But Craig, which what's really got me eh, concerned in 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 some of the states, some of the key states. Here we are, uh, you know, depending on which states, you know, 20 to 24 hours later, some of those states are still reporting only 60 and 70 percent of the uh, the ballots counted, um, which is absolutely unacceptable. Uh, and, and it's just, you know, ripe for corruption. I'm not saying we're not an election denier, not right. saying that or anything like that. I'm just saying there's no reason in the world that these numbers shouldn't be reported in by a couple hours after everybody ends their election cycle. Well, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because I, I, I actually posted the same exact thing earlier today. I was like, you know, is this what we call progress where we used to be able to, we all went on the same day and voted. And we knew what the, we, by that night, that night we knew what the, we knew what the outcome of the election is. So now here we are, we're starting the election like, a month early, a month before election day, and then on the night of election, then and then they're now they're saying that it may be weeks before we know the actual outcomes of some of these elections. I'm finding that incredibly hard to believe that that is what we call progress, because in my opinion, all that does is is create skepticism in the process. Again, yeah, right, right, ripe for corruption, Craig. Oh, yeah. Listen, and here's how it works. Listen, you put it, you put a race in a dead heat, or you put one candidate, uh, you know, the candidate you want a few votes ahead and lock it at sixty or seventy percent, and leave it there for a couple of weeks. Well, now it's implanted in people's head that this is the result, right. and they're going to be much easier to accept it. It's how you work. It's how it's how it's how the uh, the, the the counterintelligence community works. By the way, um, mm -hmm. you know, looking looking at some of these right here, Craig, Arizona. Uh, you know, 66% reporting in. Um, well, let's go to, well, actually, let's do this. Let's go to this. Okay, so this is, this is the live election results according to the Wall Street Journal. Now, according to them, what, from based on what we know so far, uh, you've got 49 seats in the Senate have gone to Republicans and 48 to the, 48 to the Democrats. But right now, it's looking like a net loss for Republicans of one seat. Uh, that's as of right now. Uh, and then one seat gained by the Democrats, obviously. And then when you move over there to the House, uh, 182 seats, uh, they've lost. Democrats have lost eight seats. And obviously then Republicans have gained nine. Now, technically, Republicans have not necessarily have not won the uh, have not won the House yet. Although, according to the according to numbers, they're projecting that Republicans are eventually because the in, in when you look at the ones where they're still counting or that are still close enough, Republicans are uh, leading in those particular in those particular in those particular districts. So they're projecting that the Republicans are going to win the House and uh, that uh, they're not quite sure what's going to happen there in uh, there in the Senate because. And if you look over here, going back over to the Senate, you have this race right here in Nevada. Nevada has been going back and forth between, uh, depending on the count, depending on, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong way. It's been going back and forth between Republican or Democrat. Right now, it's looking like uh, Laxalt is going to win. The Republican is going to win that Senate seat. So what that means is, in order for Republicans to get a majority... In the House, they're going to either need to win Arizona, which right now that is looking highly unlikely. 
uh, or they're going to have to win Georgia, which right now they're, they've already predicted that that is going to be a runoff. That's why that's that little purple thingy, that little purple thingy right there. They're saying that's going to be a runoff, which will take place next month because in their state, someone has to get 50% or they have to get a majority of the votes. Now, Mike, it wasn't the red wave that we wanted. I mean, historically what happens is in a midterm election, the party that's out of power for during the first term, usually that party wins on average, they win 20 seats uh, and in the House and two seats in the Senate. Doesn't look like we're going to get that much. But then again, it may be enough of a wave for us to still take control of both houses of Congress. Well, here, I'll, I'll tell you, listen, we're going to get two more seats uh, in, in the Senate. We're going to get uh, Nevada, and then Georgia will end up going to Walker. Once you eliminate that third-party candidate, it was a it was a 2%. They collected 2% there in the uh, Libertarian Party, and uh, that will easily slide over to uh, the Republican Party, and that'll make up that half-point difference there. So that'll be a month from now. Uh, when they run that off. And Nevada, I've been watching those, checking up those numbers, watching those trends, checking up county by county, historical for, for all the past couple of elections, that's going to uh, continue to be Luxalt winning in Nevada. So we're going we're gonna to be at uh, 51. Uh, I, you know, Arizona is still at 60-something percent, though, Craig, you know? So there, there's the opportunity there. That switches back because that one did, uh, you know, jump back and forth a couple of times. What's got me concerned with them, though, is the percentage down to the hundredth of a percent point has not changed, yet the ballots counted keep chain, keeps changing. So I don't know what Arizona is doing there, but it's uh, it does not appear to be uh, uh, an accurate reflection of reality. How about that? Uh, can we say that at this point? Um, somebody needs to get off their uh, their bums there and, and fix this problem. You know, it's been fixed in many states. And it's had we've had no issues in the states that it's been fixed. You know the uh, the the irregularities from the last election. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll continue to play it out. We'll continue to play it out. It's I, I am I am uh, uh, firm in my belief that uh, both houses will be read by the time they are sworn in. Well, you know, Mike, what's what's interesting also about that is that the person who runs the elections there in Arizona is a Democrat and is on the ballot and is running for governor. It's just, it's kind of interesting. And I made, I made this point to somebody that the person who's winning is also the person who's counting the ballots. Hmm. Yeah. Even, even the Scooby-Doo kids would call that a whodunit. What's going on? All right. <laughs> Ruh roll. <laughs> yep, yep. Exactly right. Yep. But, but now, now let, let me ask you this, Mike. It wasn't the red wave that, uh, that was predicted. I mean, that's still, I mean, it's still, once again, it's a win, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Georgia going into a community college, you know, projected to win by 50 and only winning by five or winning by two points. I mean, it's a win and a win is a win, but why do you think it was not as big as we thought it would be? Well, I do think it was as big. The red wave was as big. When you go and look at numbers in traditional blue states and look at the difference in the numbers that the Republicans added in some places, 10 and 20 percent more than they have over the past couple of election cycles, um, they, it, it was a red wave. Craig. When you when we get down to the final, uh, you know, a popular vote here, you're going to see the, the Republican turnout 
was much higher than the uh, the results are indicating. Again, it's it's kind of like you have there, Craig, in California. You know, it's uh, you're always going to California. There's always going to be blue, but when you get ten more points out of the red, that's a huge turnout for them. Right, but I'm I'm talking about when I talk about a red wave, I'm not just talking about voter turnout. I'm talking about in terms of results in elections, where. I mean, we should, I, 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 there were people who were projecting that we were going to be somewhere around, you know, 230 to some people said 240 up to 240 seats in Congress. Uh, there were people who were projecting that we were going to have somewhere around 53 to 54, uh, seats in the Senate. And that just, that just didn't happen. Um, I, once again, and in, in, in fact, we have underperformed what normally would happen in uh, once again in the in the first midterm elections, uh, and in particular under a president who is as unpopular as this one is, uh, in the middle of a of a of a of a of, of record inflation, uh, record ga- high gas prices, uh, hot crime going through the roof, a porous southern border. I mean, th- there's a lot that you would think that we would, that would have gotten people to show up or at least, uh, or at least would have, uh, uh, gotten us, gotten us some, some votes from, from, uh, uh, independent voters that just didn't seem to manifest. Well, I, Craig, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, my predictions were, let me see, I got them here to 244 Republicans in the house, 53, uh, Republicans in the Senate, uh, and that the governor race would fold at, uh, 30 to 20. Um, and we're not far off. I still, I still think the 244 is possible in the House. Obviously, 53 is now looking more like 51 or 52 in the Senate. And the governor's races was only off by one or two as well. And we still got a couple of those we're watching out there that are too close. And then, of course, all of a sudden, they get locked at 60%. So um, mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, you know, it's not over. It, it it might not be a red wave today. It might be uh, It might be red flooding over the next couple of weeks. I hope that's the case. I honestly do hope that's the case. But like I said, uh, for me, it's one of those things where it's a, it's it's not the victory we would have wanted, but it's a victory nonetheless. And uh, in the end, we are going to be going to be controlling at a minimum one House of Congress. And I definitely believe we are going to be controlling uh, the Senate, uh, if not after this election most definitely after the special election that was that is supposedly supposed to take place uh, there in Georgia. Yep, agreed. And uh, and like I said, I've, I've got uh, confidence there in Georgia. So uh, we'll be we'll be uh, again. Uh, I say Nevada's a lock and Georgia's a lock, and we'll see how Arizona plays out. All right. So do us a favor now, because obviously, being from the state of Florida, I want to give you the pleasure of reporting on the Florida landslide, the landslide that is uh, uh, Captain Florida and the, vic- and the victory, uh, victory dance that they are doing there in that, uh, in that great state. Well, let's, let's be uh, clear, too. What Florida did was maintain what we already had. We, we went into it no losses. Obviously, we increased uh, the numbers uh, that, uh, of the turnout, and that's what it was. We, we saw the 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 republican turnout uh, to be much higher than it was before i think we talked about this the other day how our early ballots normally always favor democrat i think there were four million of those cast and uh and it was over three hundred thousand that went towards uh or you know lean towards the republican votes um the 
and then the, the Hispanic vote, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm going to give that uh, credit to Puerto Rico. Like I said uh, many times before, uh, Puerto Rico is traditionally a de- they're they call themselves Democrats. Well, their version of Democrats in Puerto Rico is nothing like we have Democrats here in the states. So when they came here to Florida and to register to vote, they actually ended up being Republican. And that was, uh, again, something of the upwards of uh, 200 to 400,000 people uh, that they, they say direct and indirect came from Puerto Rico. So there's your difference right there. There's there's where it came from. And then, of course, we talked about African-Americans voting that way as well. Their numbers raising. We're still waiting to see what those percentages are when our Department of State breaks that out and gives it to us. But um, we did talk about uh, polls also and how polls lie. Uh, well, the, the predominant poll, the average poll showed that Governor DeSantis would win uh, by on a tight margin and that Marco Rubio held a, uh, I'm sorry, that uh, DeSantis had a four-point lead over Christ and that uh, Rubio had a, uh, a tight margin with uh, Congresswoman Demings. And it turned out to be just about a 20%, 20, excuse me, 20-point 20 swing for both of them. You know, with a couple of couple of hair percentage points away, twenty points over. It was a, a resounding Republican turnout uh, here in the state that uh, that sent the the losers packing. Let's call it that. Well, you know, and it's funny because here in California we had the exact opposite. We, I mean, I don't know what turnout exactly still right now looks like, but right now uh, we actually had a candidate, Lon Hee Chen, who was running for a controller who's a Republican. And he was endorsed by every major publication, every major newspaper predicted that he was that he was I mean, they, they not predicted. They recommended him. They were like, look, look, California is in bad shape right now. We need someone who's going to who's going to at least hold people accountable for the fiscal condition of the state. Uh, and he's going down to a person who's filed bankruptcy, who's had liens put on their property. I mean, this person can't even handle their own personal finances, let alone. Uh, let alone hold the rest of the state accountable for how they manage their for for the state how the state handles their finances. Um, it's not looking good in most cases uh, for Republicans in the state of California. Uh, they once again didn't win one of the statewide offices. At least right now, that's the way the numbers are trending. Uh, obviously, they can turn around. In some cases, uh, it's close enough where they can do that. But. Um, it actually sets it out because you also had our governor who was favored to win. But I think it almost sets up uh, for potentially a a DeSantis versus Newsom uh, uh, face off for presidential for pre- for a presidential run. Uh, should uh, Donald Trump not decide or change his mind about getting in? And by the way. There were there were, there has been a lot of conversation about whether or not, based on the election results, whether or not Donald Trump should actually run or not. Yeah, listen, and, and here's the reason he he should run. When you look at the numbers uh, with Donald Trump, he still has a a, you know, a, a, a quite impressive lead over DeSantis. Um, and when you pull DeS- Trump out of it, obviously DeSantis com- comes into the lead. Uh, here's why Trump should run. Um, Trump can only have one more term. All right. Um, him, him having one more term uh, means that DeSantis just has to wait four more years longer. It means he gets to be governor here a little bit longer. He's not going to diminish. His numbers are only going to continue to gain. Why restrict this country to perhaps just two terms of DeSantis before a turnover again instead of one Trump 
term and two DeSantis terms. Why take four years away from the from the GOP? And I think DeSantis is smart enough to realize that, that nothing's going to happen except him strengthening here, waiting for uh, Trump to do his four years and then depart. Well, I think the reason why is people are questioning whether or not Trump was a drag on the ticket. I'm not saying he was. I'm just saying that's the question that's out there. And, and quite frankly, with his resounding success there in Florida, one might say that he, he could potentially be uh, the front runner uh, for the GOP nomination. Uh, I, I don't think he is, but uh, he's definitely he's de- his stock has definitely increased uh, in that particular case. Yeah, again, I, I think, uh, you know, and we'll talk about it in two years from now, right, or, right. or whenever it's going to happen, that uh, DeSantis does not run for president. But if Donald Trump gets the nomination and reaches down and offers him the vice president position, I think he would go. But I don't see Trump or DeSantis even entering the presidential race this term. Yeah, and if I were him, I don't know that I would accept uh, I would accept the vice presidential because uh, I think he he benefits from being governor. Right. He benefits well, from sure, the platform but, but, that he has being governor. And then once he's no longer governor, then he's got two years to campaign for president. Sure. But but think of the 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 Trump DeSantis super ticket. Think what that does. You know, that's that's no matter which side of that house you're on, you've got them both now. And, you know, mm-hmm. that DeSantis will take over in four years. It's 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 a win win. I, I just don't, don't think like DeSantis, I, don't, I don't think DeSantis adds to Donald Trump. In other words, people aren't going to vote oh, there's I, nobody who's going to vote for donald trump who wouldn't have voted who who, who, who who will vote for him because DeSantis is on the ticket who wouldn't have voted for donald trump before as the nominee i, I disagree i think all of the tds people uh vote if uh, DeSantis is on the ticket all of the what all of the, all of those that's that suffer from trump derangement syndrome that won't yeah. vote for trump if DeSantis is on the ticket i think you get all those votes back eh, i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not convinced but you, you very well may be right. You very well may be right. Uh, Chad Hendricks uh, from Facebook commented. He said, red states got redder, blue states got bluer. This country is incredibly divided. Democrats are okay with communism. Republicans stand staunchly against their values. Um, I don't know that all Republicans stand staunchly against their values. And I think that's the reason why you have the MAGA wing of the party, because uh, because they're, they're tired of many of the establishment Republicans who don't, who won't stand firmly against their against uh, dem- against the Democrats and their values and are willing to compromise. Uh, when I say compromise, I mean, they're willing to sell out uh, in order to be popular with some Democrat voters. So, yeah, Chad I sounds you, Chad, like a, but I kind of yeah. disagree with you on that one. Chad sounds like a smart guy. I will say that the red states definitely got redder. And I'll say yeah. that the blue states got redder also you go back and look at those margins look what happened to to zeldin in new york you got a 4.5 point spread there that the last time that a republican cabinet came within 20 points there was like 30 years ago look what happened in uh in in pennsylvania with that uh, senate race you know that was what you know r- ridiculous as well of course that was dnc dnc tactics there they waited until uh well 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 past the uh, the absentee ballots had started rolling in before they put him up in front of the uh, first audience with the debate. So, and that's that's your difference maker there. But many many of the blue states got a lot redder. Look at look what's going on in Oregon right now with the governor's race. Yeah, no, many they they definitely got redder. They just I don't know that they were enough to get. Oh, well, who knows? Like I said, in many of these states, they're still counting ballots. So we don't know. We may we may not know now. If you go based on the trends or how things are trending uh 
then their argument is is that well we already know most of it what most of those elections are but once again right I, and let me say this so this when I, when I say trends and I mean comparing the current uh, county by county uh, statistics and percentages over the last several elections and you can tell which way it's going to go if one was going three percent five percent whatever it happens right. to be that trend will will be the same uh you know it's it's all a matter of you know statistics and and it's 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 simple to track if you know what you're looking for right well and it's also looking at how once again how are those once again how are those numbers training traded trending what counties are still to come in the direction that they're yeah. generally in the directions that they're generally going um and by the way, that leads us to the next thing, which is Florida, Nevada, and Arizona. Now, and I think you made a great point. Uh, number one, uh, in Nevada, we still have we have 77% reporting, uh, and it seems like every time they come out with, with more numbers, uh, it seems like Laxalt is extending uh, his lead. He's still not quite at 50%, but he doesn't have to be. Uh, he's at 49.88%. 49 uh, when I checked it earlier today, he was at 49.15. So uh, <clears throat> I think that's definitely going to be a win for Republicans. Uh, Arizona, uh, with only 67% reporting, and then you had the issues that they had there uh, in the their most populous county. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be real interesting to see how that particular race uh, turns out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, watching them all, we'll see how it uh, we'll see how it plays out. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, again, I think that uh, you're going to see a lot of uh, there's still there's still a, a lot more to come. Uh, you know, it's not going to be you know, like I said, a giant a giant wave, but the floodwaters are going to continue to rise. As I am hoping, I am hoping that is in fact, I'm hoping that is definitely most definitely in fact the case. And by the way, that kind of brings me to our, our next one um, in the state of uh, Pennsylvania. I just have to ask, what are you people doing over there? What is, what is going on there in the state of Pennsylvania? For those of you who do not know, John Fetterman uh, appears to be at this point right now looking like he is going to be the senator representing the state of representing the state of Pennsylvania. Now, I, I just find it incredibly weird because remember, this is a guy who got up on, on, on a debate stage and it was basically a national debate uh, and demonstrated that he is wholly unfit that he cannot put a string of sentences together in order to be able to communicate what it is that he needs to communicate on behalf of the voters there of pennsylvania but at least there's one thing that you can say about him he's alive kind of well that's not so for yeah. all of the democrats who got elected in pennsylvania uh you had an instance and this was reported by breitbart uh, you had an instance where a, a state de a state Democrat representative uh, died a month ago and it was too early in order to have his name removed from the ballot. And uh, instead of either not voting or not voting for the person, uh, the voters of Pennsylvania, or at least the voters of that district, Mike, decided that they were going to elect a dead man to office. Yeah, listen. The the, the Fetterman Oz race was a uh, was a well publicized race. Uh, you know, this one down ballot vote for the uh, for the dead guy who was elected is a lot like what you had there in California. Craig, you have some you had some really great candidates. You had some uh, some good 
some good folks on the ticket. Uh, but when you get down ballot there, nobody knows their names. Nobody knows who, the, who they are. Once you get past the first two, you're voting for the letter next to the name, not the name itself. Uh, you know, it, it, there's, I mean, let's face it, there's, there's less than 10% of us out there that look at this stuff and care. Otherwise, you know, they're going in to vote for, you know, the, the top two and, 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 and that's it. And maybe some sort of local city or county issue uh, that they want to want to vote on. But that but that's it. Um, the, the dead guy, you know, a lot of people, Craig, that was probably one of those uh, Bodie McBoatface, uh, you know, kind of votes. Hey, this would be funny if we elect a dead guy. Let's do that because we don't care about this race anyway. Well, I, I think what it is, and the guy's name the guy's name was Anthony Anthony DeLuca. He was 85 years old. He was the longest serving member of the Pennsylvania legislature. And I think what happened right. was people were just so used to voting for him. They just his name was on the ballot. Well, you're right. Vote Again, for him. Because, because they don't pay attention to politics. They don't even know he's not in the race anymore. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And because they voted for him, they figured, well, you know, I, I vote in D all the way. So let me make sure and uh let me make sure and plug him in, plug in the, the D for the, uh, for the Senate. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> kind of sad, right. kind of sad. But those are the states of politics, folks. And that kind of leads us into today's parting shots. We're going to start with the good news. We're going to start with uh, Governor uh, Ron DeSantis and his uh, electoral victory. Uh, <laughs> I think this kind of sums up exactly... Uh, how he's kind of sporting the state of Florida there. Uh, uh, good job, Captain Florida. Uh, congratulations, and uh, thank you for having some very, very uh, long coattails. And, he's and the man. by the way, Marco Rubio, thank Ron DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because people turned out because of Rockstar DeSantis. Exactly, exactly. Now, in the meantime, uh, they're in the state of uh Pennsylvania, uh, well, they elected another celebrity. Uh, hey, wait, that that doesn't look like John. Well, it kind of looks like John Fetterman, but not. Yeah, that's Fetterman. Hey, at least at, at least the president will have somebody to talk to you now. Oh, there you go, there you go. Well, the one difference is is that this guy has the hair on his head instead of on his chin. There you go. <laughs> that's how that's how there I noticed go. the difference. That's how I noticed the difference yeah. between them. Yeah. And now this last one. Well, this is in response to a piece that we reported on last week, and it was where uh, the the folks at the Atlantic, one of the, the the commentators or writers over there at the Atlantic, was talking about how, you know, now that we're past COVID, uh, you know, we need to forgive each other and we need to move on, and you know, we need to accept the, you know, we need to apologize and accept the apologies of each other, you know, for all of the mean things that were said and done. Uh, all because we were scared of COVID. Uh, and they, they called for amnesty, right? And if you read this one, it's funny because it points out, it says, uh, oh, gee, turns out they weren't actually witches. And then you, and and for those of you who are listening, you have basically you have these women tied up and they set them on fire. In the second picture there, they're, they're totally ablaze. And it says, mistakes were made on both sides. Yeah, that's how we feel when you start talking to us about forgiving. And like I said, uh, we've got a lot of issues. We've dealt with a lot of stuff. We, like I said, we lost a YouTube channel because, uh, well, for reporting things that we now know are truthful, that were facts, things that are now we now know are facts. Uh, and you know, I, I, I only I don't lament it, but we're we're not the only ones who have been persecuted for telling the truth.
Hey, it's the, uh, it's the dirty little lie, right? Uh, here I am unjabbed and, uh, I'm fine. We're all still fine. Funny how that works. All right. Yep. It's about that time. Uh, why don't we go ahead and give a quick shout out to our sponsors before we go. Again, let's say good day to our good friends over at the Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. They've got rifle and pistol caliber, rifle and pistol length barrels. Make sure you reach out to them, hitmanindustries.net. The California Republican Assembly did their due diligence. It just, uh, you know, it's just tough when you got idiots voting. And then, of course, you've got our good friends with web gear, tactical gear, field gear at uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. Look, do us a favor. Visit them. Let them know that the guys over at the Rundown sent you. With that, we're going to call it a day. Not an election. It ain't over yet, folks. Come to realize there's no such thing as election day. There's an election period. And until there's a period on this election, we're holding out hope that we will take control. Both houses uh, of Congress. Uh, and hopefully the red ripple will be enough. On that note, thank you so very much for tuning in. We appreciate you liking and sharing the program. Encouraging your friends to do the same. We will see you tomorrow on Thirsty Thursday. Peace out.